What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. We walk past the master bedroom. The doors wide open. Chill is in there, mouth-breathing, asleep. It's episode 22 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's an interview with Evan Brand of NotJustPaleo.com and the Not Just Paleo Podcast. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with our good friend Squatchy, who is on episode 21, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? Afternoon, Mark. How are you? I'm doing good. If you notice, I'm a little subdued, and because my three-year-old daughter is about, oh, 10 yards away from me uh, sleeping, uh, she is not feeling well, and so I didn't want her to uh, you know, be back in her room if something were to you know, come out of her stomach uh, in out of from her mouth. Uh, I love how now is the, the point in which you choose to mince words. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like now you're afraid to mention like throw up. Yeah, I already told my my, grand, told, like, my grandmother to like, go stick it. Your pants stories yeah. on this show, and now you're like, hey, well, there's might be something from her stomach mm, involuntarily comes up. up. Uh, oh. Some people think that's gross, so we won't bother. Well, in uh, in other news, the Winter Olympics are finally over. Thank yes, you. and now you can like delete your Facebook account. My goodness. <laughs> yes, I went on quite the uh, one of the grants. Um, a couple of things that I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, we are we egregiously, flag- flagrantly were in error last episode, saying that we didn't have any other uh, reviews, and we had two reviews um, that I wanted to read. So these are numbers reviews number four and five. The first one is a four-star review, which uh, the, the subject is good addition to a crowded field, dot, dot, hey. dot. All right. Which I like that. From Jeff.Spakes, which is the primalrungeek.com guy, and uh, he's given us uh, 
he, he did a, I guess, a review on his website. We, we mentioned it before. He's the one who prompted us to change the another hilarious edition to moderately <laughs> funny edition. So here, here it is. New and refreshing take in the crowded primal paleo-related grouping of podcasts. Like many new podcasts, it has a rocky start, but finds its legs in later episodes. Don't tune out after the first few. Mark finds his stride. Thank you for that. And I think it is true. Um, it is... Uh, I don't know, stride is a relative term. I'm still sort of fumbling along, but it's much better than the crawling, snake crawling I was doing right off the, right off the bat. Well, and, you know, anytime you're starting a, a new show, you know, you're going to have some growing pains. Uh, look at uh, Seth Meyers last night had his first, and all the reviews were kind of like, oh, yeah, that's all right. And this guy's the head writer on Saturday Night Live <laughs> yeah. for a whole decade. So uh, my, my, my tiny golf uh, clap, I don't know if you can hear that to, to you, Mark. You have, you have found your stride, yeah. I, I feel like. Well, uh, we're finding our voice, so to speak. We can hear you swallowing from across the room, so of course we can hear your golf clap. <laughs> that is true. Um, that's going to be our thing is like the the Rick swallowing. I guess uh, I'll just have all my saliva like run out of the corner of my mouth out of the front from now on. <laughs> and then the fifth um, is a five-star review. Fifth review is a five-star review from Susie CM, and it says, fun and informative. The text says, great information presented in a fun way. So thank you, Susie. I know who you are. And uh, I appreciate you uh, listening. And we would love any other reviews, uh, one star to five star, whatever you feel like. So and we would not like any one star reviews. Well, Let's be know, honest. We would not pu- like those. Any publicity is good publicity. It, that would be from, I'm not sure if that's true. Yeah. We both went to like prison for like quadruple <laughs> homicide. I don't think uh, that might be on the Huffington Post. I well, don't think anyone would be tuning in for a podcast. If we, were, if we were trying to sell t-shirts, <laughs> it would definitely help. Um, okay, so in, in more news, I am actually, as a self-experimenter, much like our, our guest today, Evan Brand, I want to see after you know almost a decade of, of very conventional endurance training, and then I haven't really done, I've, I've been, been, been doing more of a mass build protocol the last oh, four or five months. That sounds like a Terminator movie, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Terminator 5. Mass build <laughs> protocol. <laughs> it does. I am flying to Atlanta on March 22nd on a Saturday night. I'm getting up. I'm going to run the Publix, Georgia, Atlanta, whatever it's called, half marathon with no really sort of conventional training other than the weight lifting that I've been doing and flying home as soon as the race is over. So we're going to see what happens. Why are you flying all the way there? Like, uh, what's the deal with this specific one? Well, there's a, a buddy of mine is a, uh, an elite marathoner and it lives here in, in town, uh, in the same, the same village that I live in. And, uh, and he just, he's paced marathons before he's a sub three hour marathoner and he just finds marathons and goes and does them. He just likes to do them different places. And so he said, Hey, I'm doing this. Come with me. So I said, okay. Oh, okay. And so I'm doing that. So that's coming up. Um, you know who else uh, you, you can say hi to while you're in Atlanta? Who's that? Justin Bieber. He lives in Atlanta. Oh, that's Remember? right. I was going to think, uh, who was the running back that did the Dirty Bird, Jamal? Uh, that's Jamal Anderson. Jamal Anderson. I was That was where I was going. People are very, we're about to venture into like super nerd sports <laughs> yes. territory where people are like, wow, they know an uh, obscure football player from like 1997? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, we both do. Okay. And just one, one more thing is uh, this weekend, my wife and... I and our 
three now today four month old son were were staying at the Omni Residential. It, it was a, a total mooch job. We didn't you know it, it was like somebody let us with no cost stay at the this really nice sort of residential condo thing, seventeenth floor in downtown Fort Worth. Well, there were no blackout curtains in this in this condo in in any of the bedrooms. So even like when it was time for bed, you turn all the lights out. And I mean, I have a sleep mask. My baby son doesn't have a sleep mask. So all like the lights of downtown Fort Worth are like pouring into this room. It's really, it's not dark at all. And he literally had the worst night of sleep as did we in his 120 ish days on earth, including like days one through three. He, it was the least he'd slept and it was absolutely horribly, miserably horrible. That's not the first hotel I've ever heard of that doesn't have. I know, well, it wasn't. A, it's not a hotel. It's like a. It's like a somebody oh, lives there. Yeah. So, I, but, but I know the guy that owns it. He said he's going to, uh, in, install those. And it's just it seemed crazy. It's like well, it lights out, and then it was like there are still lights on. So here, you know, they're even, trying to give you like the homeless person sleeping experience, <laughs> yeah. like uh, literally waking up when the sun comes yeah. up because. Ah, it's really bright out yeah. here. And when the sun came up, we had just finally gotten about an hour of sleep. Like my wife probably got an hour and a half of sleep, and I think I probably maybe got two hours of sleep that night. So it was not a good. After that, it was just I'm still trying to catch up uh, from that uh, sleep deprivation. So anyway, get get good sleep. Darkness matters. Even small amounts of of light will affect you. So. Um, I guess, uh, let's go ahead and get to it. It's going to be the humans being human segment is a little bit shorter this week. And we went like an hour and 10 last week. So we're going to maybe have a little bit shorter of a show, uh, this week. So we'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page and YouTube channel where there are funny videos of Rick eating foods for the first time. Uh, not like crickets or. Heart. Yeah, no, eating like regular a, human foods that everyone else eats. A that Brussels I know, sprout. I don't eat. I think what was the last one? The Brussels uh, a, Brussels sprout. Yeah, a pan fried Brussels sprout. It was uh, it was all right. Yeah, it's really they're really funny. Yeah, how authentic and it's not like you're you're not an actor. You are actually terrified of these foods and it's. Really I really funny. am, and I, I probably should like seek some counseling about my <laughs> level of anxiety with new foods. But that's one thing. Like uh, it's good for me for the podcast is I've been throwing down new foods left and right. So look out, world! I just ate a bunch of pistachios yesterday. Ooh. What's up? Drop the mic, walk off. What's up? <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, um, you can uh, also find links to the Simple Human Kids page and several other tabs on the simplyhumanlifestyle.com page. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. And you can also email any questions, concerns, comments to simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Or you can send an email to Rick at simplyhumanrick, R I C K, all one word, at gmail.com. So, without further ado, Evan Brand is a self-made podcast extraordinaire. He has got one of the top 25 podcasts on, on health and fitness on iTunes, and he's 23 years old. Man after my own heart, just a, a self-experimenter, self-researcher, and, and has really become an expert in a lot of things. So, we talked to Evan about a lot of stuff. Uh, we, we find lots of common ground between his philosophy and my philosophy. We talk about stress management. We talk about neurotransmitters, micronutrients, attitude, and how that affects stress, rest therapy, really cool stuff with disconnecting from technology and sensory deprivation. And as far as like a, a sensory deprivation tank, really cool stuff. Talk about magnesium, watching nature, and several other things. So here is a very interesting conversation 
with Evan Brand of NotJustPaleo.com. Joining me on the Simply Human podcast, I am absolutely thrilled to welcome Evan Brand. And Evan from NotJustPaleo.com fame has a podcast, Not Just Paleo, that comes in and out of the top 25. It's in more than it's out. And Evan's uh, one, another one of those guys... I've had several guests on the show who have gone through their own unhealth period, and then he has accumulated research and done personal trials, and through holistic medicine, neurofeedback, neuroscience, and nutrition, and kind of has lifestyle and a teaching platform, very similar, except much more, uh, I guess, fleshed out than the Simply Human lifestyle. So, Evan, welcome into the Simply Human podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Cool. And we'll, you know, just if you do, you know, go to the Not Just Paleo podcast and just sort of scroll down. It is a it is a who's who of people, uh, you know, from Ben Greenfield to uh, Jack Cruz to, I mean, just anybody and everybody. Uh, Nora Gedgaudis, who it took me a long time to figure out how to say her name. Um, and really, Evan, I, I will admit, I am actually going to go through your guest list. Dr. Richard Hansler has been on your show twice, who was on our show. I'm going to go through your guest list and just sort of, uh, sort of cherry pick some people uh, <laughs> and get some ideas on who I should have on. So thank yeah, you. That's for, a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us a little bit. I, I sort of touched on your uh, nutrition and health sort of background. What got you to where you are today? I guess it's been kind of a long road. I mean... It's been at least a few years. I was never uh, too crappy with my diet. Maybe when I was 12, I guess, that would probably be the last time I would say my diet was absolutely horrible. But uh, I feel like humans know inherently that certain things are bad for them, but we just kind of ignore it. So, I mean, the Hot Pockets and Doritos and stuff that... Bagel bites. Yeah, bagel, God, bagel bites. I forgot about those. Yeah, those and li- Pop-Tarts. Yeah, I and, lived on bagel bites and toaster strudel growing up. So Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I always kind of had a good diet after I became a teenager. I was just trying to build muscle and gain weight. So I was just eating a ton of protein at the time, very high protein, and just basically just eating a lot of carbs at the time and I thought that was what you needed. You needed that energy to get through your workout and little did I know that's what was causing my IBS. There'd be sometimes I would have to run to the bathroom and just (laughs) blow it up and then other times I'd be fine and I couldn't figure out what was going on until I actually eliminated bread and pasta and I was like, wow, this is weird. This actually works and then I found out that this way of eating that I was pretty close to already had a name called Paleo, and I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I can help other people that are almost crapping their pants at work. <laughs> and so I started a podcast and started a blog and just uh, started finding people that are way smarter than me and that have been talking about this stuff way longer than me and just started to reach out to them and have conversations with them and uh, just kind of snoop around the internet for a while and gather as much information as I can and then just started testing everything on myself. How do almonds make me feel? How do blueberries make me feel? How does this supplement make me feel? How does this affect my sleep? Stuff like that. And so I guess what I've come out to now is a a pretty happy dude. I mean, (laughs) you know. That's all you can really ask for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's hard times in everybody's life that come and go. But generally speaking, my outlook has improved significantly 
My digestion is way better than it used to be. And just those little things to look back on, it's really awesome to see the the progression, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we have so much in common in the way, in just the, like, it's kind of the same thing. I, but I was, I was an endurance athlete, uh, and, and spent seven years, uh, just literally running myself into the ground and not to say that I'm never going to do another, uh, endurance event. Uh, but, uh, I just kind of got to a point and, and all through that time I was a, a self experimenter and I, I test blood sugar you know, in the mornings and before I eat and cause I want to know what certain foods do to me. And I wear the orange glasses at night and my wife is, is wearing the orange glasses and, uh, Good. and we are like my, my two daughters, you know, it's kind of turned into like a game after dinner. We, I go around when they're cleaning up and I turn all the lights off and we have all the, we have night lights from low blue <laughs> I have that little, uh, nine volt flashlight that they sell on low which is like, if I can't find that, the whole night is ruined because no one can see. And then we have candles everywhere that we light with candles and these candle lanterns. And, and anyway, so just, just yeah, trying things and doing different things. And, and uh, yeah, we, I think we're kind of, uh, there's a lot of overlap. And what I was going to say, the, the four uh, pillars of the Simply Human Lifestyle are eat like a human, move like a human, sleep like a human, and enjoy life like a human. And you kind of have your pillars on your website, and it's, uh, let me just read through some of these, and you can, and, and the the tens of listeners uh, can uh, can see some of the <laughs> the commonalities. There's frequent immersions in nature for 30 minutes, twice per week minimum, which to me kind of falls under the enjoy part of it. Personal stress reduction protocol such as deep breathing, and I've read John Dulyard's book, and I'm a, an avid nasal deep nasal diaphragmatic breathing, the whole thing, meditation, positive thoughts, yoga, exercise. That also falls under the enjoy or move. A sense of self-worth and self-confidence to learn, progress, and teach others how to truly be healthy and happy. An ancestral diet, drinking only clean spring water or RO, reverse osmosis water, eliminating blue light, a consistent routine of physical movement, walking at a minimum, positive outlook, and openness to your emotions. So it's it's a lot of overlap um, between the two lifestyles. And I, it's just, you know, the reason that I started this podcast and have the website I think it's, it's pretty much the same reason that you started yours is just trying to get the message out that we don't have to do what the government <laughs> tells us uh, as far as like, a, you know, from a dietary and a, and a, uh, a movement uh, guideline. So a lot of common ground uh, with that. So one of the things I was going to ask you with the whole common ground thing is that I sort of see as I've been doing research and kind of looking at it, you know, a lot of people can can tag the obesity and the the diabetes and heart disease and all this to like the industrialization of food, and that's an easy one to pinpoint. But I think there are a lot of other things that happen sort of along the same time that were added into the mix that have had the same deleterious effect as far as you know artificial light. Um, you know, Jonathan Baylor so eloquently puts you know. The fact that we now know what a calorie is hasn't helped anything. Um, this whole idea of you know jogging and, and moving and this whole popularity of endurance events, all these things have added in to combine uh, and and add you know and sort of lead us to where we are today. Is that what are your sort of thoughts on that? Is that kind of where you're at? Yeah, I mean, I think the forty-hour work week is not necessarily the ancestral way of life either, <laughs> right. and. That's a huge stressor for me to figure out. You know, I work full time at a supplement company here in Austin and also do this podcast and show and, and writing articles and setting up interviews and doing podcasts with you and stuff like that. And so I'm constantly having the thought in the back of my head that 
you know, my great, 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 great somewhere down the line, they would have been working a couple hours a day and it would have been a pretty relaxed lifestyle except for a small amount of time. And I think that's one of the big things that we don't talk about. We just, we want to keep achieving so much and we want to keep learning and we're always scared to miss the latest five tips on how to improve your sleep or, you know, lose your or whatever it is. Here it is. We're always looking for these next five tips and so we're so scared to disconnect from society because we think that that might save our life. In reality, I find that when I do disconnect from this modern life that I actually enjoy myself more, I'm able to handle my stressors better. I mean, I haven't owned a TV, Mark, for like five years, man. I mean, it's been one of the greatest life. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It, I, we don't. We haven't had cable for like two years, so we're we're getting there. Whereas, like last night, I went on a uh, an ice dancing Facebook uh, uh, rant where I just couldn't I couldn't stand the ice dancing, but it was the only thing that I could watch. So because I don't have cable, so we're we're getting there. But uh, you know, I, there, there's a book that I I read uh, here recently called Anti Fragile by Nassim Taleb. You you may have heard of it or, or read it. Um, but uh, it really kind of talks about what you were talking about, like our, our ancestors, you know, their work and play were and, and leisure were all kind of the same thing. Like they, they worked to play and they played to work. And now it's like we've separated those things out. And that's really caused sort of a dissonance. Whereas now we don't have to be fit and healthy, you know, in accordance with our environment. We are having to be fit and healthy in spite of our the environment that we've built up around ourselves. So... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, and then the, the whole no TV thing kind of goes with his, his whole idea of via negativa. It's like taking things out is sometimes a lot easier. Like the greatest medical advancement in the last, you know, 60 years, all this research and all this time that people are spending the, the, the most influential medical breakthrough has been quit smoking. Like, yeah. like all, you know, it's like something to take away. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm with you there. So. I know that you have a lot of, uh, you've done a lot of research and, you know, uh, reading and, and things on uh, the, uh, I guess the, the neurotransmitters and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not as, you know, up on all that. So explain kind of your research on that and, and what's exciting about that. Okay. Well, think of neurotransmitters as kind of, uh, think of them as a mixture of like chemists and scientists that are playing around in your brain. And these guys are constantly working on, altering and tweaking things to simulate your reality and or create your reality. So basically anything and everything can alter your neuro, neurotransmitters and basically we have identified over a hundred, not me of course, haven't identified any, but scientists <laughs> have and they've identified over a hundred. They have no clue how many neurotransmitters are in the brain but they know there's at least a hundred and so the main four that we figured out that are really important to, to take note of are GABA, serotonin, and dopamine, as well as, what did I say? Let's see, GABA, GABA. serotonin, dopamine, and... Not acetylcholine, is it? Y- yeah, it is. Ah, it is yes! Uh-huh. Look, uh, look at me, I'm smart. That's the you one rock. that controls the uh, the muscles. Yeah, acetylcholine yeah. Is, is kind of your... Um, it's kind of your drive neurotransmitter too along with dopamine they all actually kind of work together to 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 keep you going and and a lot of times people have low levels of all of these because of our diet 
and uh, especially serotonin, which is why uh, antidepressants that target serotonin, that's why they may temporarily work or may not work at all for some people because they're targeting an increase in serotonin in the brain, but serotonin is primarily made in the gut. So if you're still consuming um, you know, too many grains or stuff like that that's going to be messing up your gut flora, you're not going to be able to produce the neurotransmitter serotonin. Uh, so that's why... Uh, antidepressants don't really do the huh. job. I mean, they should be targeting the gut instead. Um, so these neurotransmitters, the big one that I like to talk about is GABA. And GABA is kind of like the brakes of your brain and the brakes of your life. And so with our modern society, we're super depleted in GABA. Think of a semi-truck with uh, a little, uh, you know, those little smart cars. Think of a a semi truck with smart car brakes. Like that's the <laughs> right. modern. That is the modern human brain. Yeah, that makes sense because nobody wants to stop. It's just go, 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 and yeah. Yeah, and so on. Kind of a spiritual level, I think that's very unhealthy for your soul just to never actually chill out. But also on the physical level too. I mean, when your nervous system doesn't have enough brakes, it just starts firing out of control. You know, just kind of like a sputtering car with dirty fuel injectors or something. It's just, it needs to be cleaned out and, and made more efficient. And so uh, a lot of people that are suffering from this hyper-stimulation that the modern world's doing to us, um, they need more GABA. And so I just teach people a couple simple ways that you can improve your GABA levels. Uh, drinking green tea, uh, the Japanese green tea matcha, M-A-T-C-H-A, is pretty good. Uh, that's contains theanine. That's just an amino acid that naturally boosts your GABA levels. So if you want to increase your your sense of calm, uh, you know there's a reason that people in yoga have tea always around because they're putting themselves in that more relaxed state with the use of tea. Uh, another thing you could do is just kind of disconnect from technology or get out in nature. That definitely boosts your neurotransmitters. And now here's the thing, Mark. People can mostly manage their neurotransmitters or think of it as your moods. We can mostly manage ourselves pretty good. So, I mean, even music, you know, certain music can deplete or enhance your neurotransmitters. Classical music, jazz, any smooth stuff that I just happen to like, that has been shown to enhance and boost some of your brain chemicals. And so we can kind of, I mean, people don't even know it. You know, the average guy at the traffic light, you know, jogging in place, ready to run across the road. He has no clue that when his headphones are in that he's actually boosting his dopamine to keep him running. He right. doesn't know that. He's not thinking about it. But we just inherently put the headphones in and run because it makes us feel good. But, huh. yeah, that's because you're actually – you're doing a chemical reaction on yourself. Yeah, there's like an actual so, physical change that takes place, right? Right. So, um, I mean, neurotransmitters are everything. They're – the number one thing that I think we should focus on, I mean, some people would argue hormones, but if your neurotransmitters are whacked, I mean, you're going to be looking at life through the opaque uh, milk carton as opposed to the clear glass. You know, you're going to be looking at life completely different than someone else. And that all goes back to your brain. You know, they they run the show inside there. We don't run the show. They're in charge. And if we don't give them the raw materials through diet, um, we we can't actually produce these chemicals, these feel good chemicals. Right. That that's another just sort of great 
uh, I guess indication that it's everything kind of works together. Like you, you mentioned, you know, the, the neurotransmitters, that's a brain thing and it's an, and it's an eating thing because we need to give ourselves the right fuel. And to me that, as far as like the simply human thing, that that's the enjoy life part of it because you're, you know, you can enjoy life if, you know, your serotonin, dopamine are all out of whack. And then if you're not eating right, then you're not going to have that stuff. So it's like, you can't just eat good and not sleep good and have bad movement patterns and expect to be healthy. Or you can't, you know, get really good sleep, but then not eat good and not, you know, it's, it, everything kind of has to work together for that optimal health. Yeah, we're definitely a puzzle and diet is just one puzzle piece. Right. And then uh, let's talk about micronutrients. I know that's another thing that you, uh, you've done some research on. I actually had Jason and Mira Carlton on the show, uh, and I'm actually taking their multivitamin right now, the nutrients. Um, and uh, it has like the AM and PM formula and all that. And so they're, they're huge on that. Their, their foundation is uh, micronutrients, uh, and that's kind of where they think the, the, the number one importance should lie. So what is your, what is your take on micronutrients? Yeah, you know what? I didn't think about that one. I guess that's the number one too, man. They're all number one. I know, really. I know. It's like because there's nothing that you can like when people say, "Okay, how do I? Where do I start? Like, what do I do? Like, you know, what's the first thing I do?" Well, to me, there is no first thing. Like, it just depends on when you decide to make the change. Like, if it's in the if it's in the evening after you've had dinner, then sleep is where you start because that's the next thing. If it's in the morning, then maybe eat is where you start, and you you know, it's like. There's not like a do this and then do the other things. You just kind of have to, people can, you, you can, I guess you can tiptoe in. And, and if you're uh, that kind of personality where you're just going to cut out sugars and then a week later you're going to cut out soda, diet soda. And then, you know, but to me it's like just jump all the way in because it's, there's just really no easy way to kind of tiptoe into it. So sorry, I interrupted you. Micronutrients. No, that's all good, man. Uh, <laughs> the more you podcast, and I'm sure you've already figured it out already, the more you podcast and the more information you absorb, right. the more complex you're going to realize everything is. Like when <laughs> right. I first started my show, I'm like, oh, health is simple. Get the sugars out, get the grains out, go to bed sooner when the sun goes down. You know, that'll get you pretty far. But the more I talk with people, it's like, oh my God, this thing is really complex. I mean, you could make it simple, right? but you know, for certain people, for certain troubled clients, I guess you call them, yeah. you really got to dig deeper. And so I guess micronutrients uh, can tie into that. I mean, we're just so deficient. I mean, even if you're getting organic food at the grocery store, who knows how long that food has traveled from? I mean, it's important to check what state your produce comes from. A lot of it comes out of California, but I guess with this drought they're expecting this year in 2014, maybe it won't happen, but who knows? But anyway, <laughs> uh, travel time just really depletes micronutrients. I mean, that's kind of something that the average person would probably agree that makes sense. And it's just a lifetime of eating these depleted foods that the deficiencies really start to manifest. And so, I mean, I used to be pretty irritable at the time when I was working third shift and I just started adding in some magnesium and I mean that worked wonders for me. I mean I was pooping better, I was sleeping better, I wasn't as moody. I mean I felt like a little sissy sometimes just because I'd get so moody and have mood swings right. and magnesium actually really helped that. So how did you, I mean, did you just supplement with magnesium? I know there like if you get a high quality coffee, there's a lot of good magnesium in a in, in coffee. Where where what's your best sources of magnesium? Yeah, I um, for most people, I mean, the whole bulletproof coffee thing's got 
insanely huge but for most people that have come from a screwed up diet i tell them to just to be careful with with coffee just because the way that you can kind of deplete your adrenals right. you can burn yourself out and and you could be hiding or covering up some of your fatigue right. uh from some of these micronutrient deficiencies so you think that you're fixing yourself but you have no clue because you're just you're shoveling down coffee at the same time you're taking supplements and so you really have no real uh, conscious sense of, of, of awareness of how, how you're actually feeling until you eliminate that caffeine because I mean you prop yourself up and you'll get by but I really like people to be aware of what's going on uh, but as far as magnesium I like citrate just because it's a good form it's one of the most bioavailable forms so you're going to absorb a lot more uh, anybody that looks at magnesium at the store absolutely avoid magnesium oxide i mean you hear the word ox ox oxygen <laughs> um think of rust that's basically a rust version of magnesium i mean that's what happens for rust to form is oxidation and so that oxidative form of magnesium same thing it's complete garbage and I highly recommend staying away from it. Uh, but magnesium glycinate, that's a good form. It's a capsule that you can get. I just prefer the magnesium citrate just because it comes uh, in that brand that's actually made here in Austin, that natural calm drink. Yeah, they, uh -huh. add, they add some stevia and some natural flavoring. And it's a nice change up from drinking water and, and tea and stuff like that. It's a nice little sweet taste in your mouth occasionally and, and it's uh, kind of that natural calm is kind of like it fizzes a little bit uh -huh. so it's kind of i don't know if you have like a, a coke addiction uh, not a cocaine addiction a soda addiction let me re-say <laughs> re 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 that uh it's kind of like a little uh, carbonated drink too like it's kind of like a little alka seltzer it like fizzles yeah. and then once it's all done fizzling then you can drink it and it's wonderful and like i i would on that stuff, it's like it says natural calm on it, but I really would wait till like you're ready to go to bed <laughs> before, because like when I first started taking that, I don't take it every day, but when I so when I do take it, I just I'm kind of like I get the old droopy eye pretty quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel pretty chilled out. Yeah. It's definitely a it's definitely a good uh, a good anti anxiety uh, supplement also, and I mean it's it's a freaking mineral, you know. We, yeah. we act like we're talking about some wonder drug. All this is is a mineral. <laughs> right. We're just so depleted from the soil and and the food source that when we add it back in, our body's like, oh, this is how we're supposed to feel. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, and I, I wrote an article on the, on my website a few months ago. It's talking about how there's all this talk about becoming superhuman. And if you do this and this and supplement with this and then you do sleep this long and all this, you become superhuman. And to me, that's like we've like totally like distorted the definition of what is like human and superhuman. To me, it's like doing all these things, superhuman is just human. Like that's just I getting agree. it's getting you back to just what you're how you're supposed to be functioning. It's not there's nothing super about it. It's like so there, there's that whole idea that we're all just like sick. And there's no such thing as superhuman. It's just our humans inherently are these amazing, we are amazing de designs of biology and have all, this, all these crazy, I mean, just like I've got this book, Essentials of Strength Training and Conditioning on my on my table here that I'm reading through. It's like just getting through the first couple of chapters, it's like mind-blowing about all the different things that have to happen for just for you to like you know flex your bicep all the neurotransmitters and the all the the microfilaments that have to 
do their thing. I mean, it's just amazing. So yeah, this whole superhuman thing is, uh, I guess from a marketing standpoint, I understand, you know, like, you know, like, cause you know, first person that comes to mind is like a Ben Greenfield who talks about superhuman. Um, I don't think, you know, he's wrong for marketing it as superhuman, but it's just kind of that, that mindset is sort of, is, uh, uh, in discord with, uh, with how we're supposed to be. So, yeah, it is funny. It's like the, the normal healthy person from like a hundred years ago, they're now considered superhuman. Yeah. Like your great grandpa who lived on the farm, like he was a superhuman and he yeah. didn't even know it. He's like, you could lift a bag of, of like, hay over your head. That's crazy. You're so strong. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you could sit on the floor and you know, it's like you, you could reach down and touch your toes. That's insane. <laughs> there, now, now there are things out there that can make you superhuman in my experience, okay. but, um, you know, diet and exercise and stuff like that. It may make you feel superhuman, but that could just be because you felt so bad before that now you think you're super, but you're just really back to your natural state. Right, right. Well, let's talk about um, this rest therapy. Uh, I know that's something that uh, you said you could speak about. So, so explain sort of what that is and, and the details of that. Yeah, rest therapy, uh, mainly what I'm talking about in this context is sensory deprivation tanks, float tanks. I floated last year, the day before I went to the Paleo FX Health Convention, and for the next three days, I was in such an amazing state of mind. I had so much mental clarity and vivid colors that I was blown away huh. that you could actually do this. And so I started looking into it. And if you start looking up in the research studies sensory deprivation, you, you won't find as much. Uh, but if you look for rest therapy, you'll find a lot more. It's pretty much the same thing. And so, I mean, it's by far one of the most important tools, I think, for this era and the future because I see time spinning faster and faster and I don't see it slowing down. And so if we don't have that rest, you know, uh, I think we'll go crazy as a society and we already are. Yeah. And so, uh, so sensory is that, is, deprivation is, is important. Does that, go ahead, though. Is that like a, uh, kind of going back to the neurotransmitters? Like what is the effect that it has from a, I guess, from a cellular perspective? Yeah, that's a good good question. Uh, well, your cortisol level plummets. I mean, they, they've shown studies. I don't know the percentage. Of course, people like numbers. Yeah. I don't know the percentage, but your cortisol level plummets. I mean, you go in there stressed out. You feel like you're on the verge of a panic attack. You go in there. You come out. You feel like you're reborn. I mean, one hour in a sensory deprivation or float tank are, is, is equivalent to four hours of sleep. Wow. And I will attest that that is real. Uh, I've done a two and a half hour session in a float tank, and uh, it was bizarre. I mean, <laughs> the, it really was. But at now the I'm end all of the, intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. But at the end of the session, I mean, I was I was reborn in a sense, and my back pain went away. Um, it puts you in a parasympathetic state, which we're never in anymore. And people need to remember that digestion is a parasympathetic response. So digestion only happens when we're calm and relaxed, which is why some cultures that still know what they're doing, they take naps after they eat right. to initiate that parasympathetic mode. And so if we're eating on the go, we're eating at our desk, we're eating in the car, we never get into that relaxed state of mind. And so when you're in a float tank, a lot of digestion happens, a lot of growth and recovery happens. You'll hear your guts churning your food and you'll hear them you know sending things down to the lower intestines and things like that and so 
it's really profound when you actually feel your body going into the parasympathetic state. You'll yeah. be like, wow, this is what they're talking about. Are the you calm and collected. Are you familiar with John Dulyard and his books, uh, the, the nasal diaphragmatic breathing, and he's got the three-season diet? Is that Have you ever heard of those? I haven't heard of cool. or read any of them, cool. but I do do the nose breathing. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, he's. I, I I would have thought that you had just read that book based on what, like everything you just said about digestion and the parasympathetic and all that. So just to tell everyone, like the sympathetic nervous system is like the fight or flight, cortisol, adrenaline. You know, think awake and and uh, inf- inflamed, and then parasympathetic is that state that is sort of the opposite. It's the calm. It's the you know what you're supposed to be in when you're sleeping. And a, a problem with everybody, even if you think you're getting good sleep you know if you if you fall asleep quickly but if you're if you're if you just eaten or if you just you know been stimulated if you're if you haven't been able to sort of transition over into that parasympathetic nervous system then you're that's why you're not getting good sleep is and then you wake up and you're still inflamed it's like this whole big cycle so that's the that's the importance of the parasympathetic nervous system uh and you wake up you know say you are in the parasympathetic nervous system and you have a breakfast of you know, whole grain waffles and orange juice and an, and an apple, which a lot of people think, oh, that's a healthy, whole heart healthy breakfast. Well, then you immediately turn off your parasympathetic nervous system and you're immediately inflamed and thus the cycle begins again. So. Yeah, your body freaks out. I mean, if you had more than a spoonful of sugar in your body, you'd die. So your body freaks out and triggers and says, we got to send in the we got to send in the recruits here to do something with all this excess sugar. And so, boom, shoves it into the fat cells, sets you up in a panic, and repeat that cycle three times a day. It's no wonder that people are so stressed out when you look at their the way they eat. I mean, it's just right. a, it's a blood sugar roller coaster. And if you get off of that and you look back at how that felt – it all makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Which is this the that's that's the early you know that's what leads to type two diabetes is that uh, you you your body trying to deal with that onset of sugar and then you, eventually your cells become you know, resistant to the hormones that are trying to clear it out and and then you get this this epidemic of type two diabetes. So, well, Evan. Uh, God, we're already at uh, 30 minutes. I, uh, I, I, but I want to ask you a question that I've asked everyone except for two people on the show. I, I can't believe I forgot to, to the two people that I, I had on that I forgot. Um, it is this. What is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with podcasting or websites or health or paleo or anything. Uh, just something that you, Evan Brand, just enjoy. Watch nature. I have a, a bird feeder right here. I'm staring at it right cool. this second, and there's a little guy right here just <laughs> chilling, and he's eating right now, and he looks really happy, and it makes me happy that he's happy, <laughs> and uh, his little friends just keep flying in and out, and uh, there's a dove right here in the tree sitting next to me in this branch, and uh, I don't know. I think just watching nature. I mean, I spent over 10,000 documented hours in the woods building hiking trails and stuff, and that cool. really changed my mindset on the whole modern world and so I have this deep connection with nature and when I'm not out in it I start getting anxious and sick and stressed and worried and I start feeling like crap man and uh I just know that I haven't I feel I feel like I haven't done my duty you know I feel like right. it's part of my duty as a human to be out in nature and I get goosebumps saying it I guess I don't know nature's calling to me or something but <laughs> um I feel like I'm a failure if I'm not out in nature, I feel like I have failed my species and I feel like I am not pleasing my genetic code 
and my brain and body are mad. And so they respond with stress and anxiety and bad digestion and poor sleep and stuff like that. And so I just try to always incorporate nature. I mean, I don't work out in the park, out in the woods anymore, but I still try to get out there as much as possible. And if you can't do that, that's okay. I mean, if you can look out of a window at your desk and look at a bird or just stare at the trees and realize that nature is out there just kind of standing standing peacefully right beside you right. and that your perception of your fast-paced life and stress life, it doesn't have to be that way because simultaneously the calm and collected sense of nature is right there beside you and we're parallel with each other but we're not touching, but we're supposed to be intersecting with each other right. and we're not intersecting. We're just running parallel like two lines on a piece of paper and they don't touch ever and that's that's a big deal. Right, so. and there's amazing power if you can intersect those lines and it's not like you have to be a genius or a super athlete or you, you all you have to do is you know grab the other line and bring it over to you and be part of it yeah that's that's great but one thing i will say is do you know stare at nature do not stare at the sun so that's just one thing because you will go blind so (laughs) well hey hey, if it's if it's dark enough or if it's low enough in the horizon you're okay but (laughs) beyond that i I wouldn't unless you have those uh crazy glasses those those really cool glasses yeah Yeah. those solar glasses well very cool and you know so okay so you need to read anti you hear my my kids uh yelling in the background but i would uh, you would love anti-fragile by nasim taleb t-a-l-e-b and any any of that john dooyard stuff uh i think it's called uh Body, mind, sport is what it's called. And then there's, he also has the three season diet. So those would be right up your alley. And, and, um, yeah, I just, uh, thank you so much for being on. We, we have to have you on again. Uh, there's so much more that uh, we could talk about, but I just love how, you know, you've branded yourself. Uh, it, it's not just paleo and that's, you know, you get a lot, so many people that are just so like paleo is the only way, but there's just so much more to it. Uh, and it's more of a lifestyle. So, Evan, I really appreciate having you on, and we look forward to having you on the Simply Human podcast in the future. Well, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Yeah, if anybody wants to go check out the podcast, they can. It's on iTunes, and just search Evan Brand or Not Just Paleo, and hopefully there's something in there for you. I mean, I got a lot of people way smarter than me that come on the show, so I hope you check it out and get something from it. Definitely. I will link to that in the show notes for sure. Cool. Thanks, Mark. All right. Thank you, Evan. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. (laughs) That was the token toot noise on the Simply Human Podcast. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Um, I still love that, by the way, at the beginning and middle of every show of having Makes Anna it Pacino. sound very professional. Yeah, that's awesome. We're really pulling the wool over these people's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> With that. Yeah. And we'd like to thank again Evan Brand of NotJustPaleo.com and the Not Just Paleo podcast. I'll have a link to his site in the show notes and some other things that we talked about uh, as well. And, um, you know, before we get to the Humans Being Human segment, Rick, at the time of this airing, it will be less than 24 hours from 33 years old. When is this airing? 28th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a, uh, I'm a leap year. Right. I think we established this in the last show. I'm right. a leap year uh, baby, so to speak, so I don't get a real birthday this year. Uh, I get real birthdays the year the Summer Olympics come around, FYI. Uh, uh, that's how I remember it. Cool. And uh, so uh, I'm kind of like in the weird zone, like the... February 28th, March 1st, like 
a true story, I uh, on my 21st birthday, I didn't have an, a real birthday, so I went to try to buy beer, uh, and <laughs> the guy the f- wouldn't sell to me on the 28th. And I was like, no, dude, you don't understand. Like, uh, I don't have, the 20th doesn't exist. And he's like, man, take your sting operation somewhere else. <laughs> like, he thought that I was like, uh, you know, a bunch of van that said like Leo's plumbing with like full of undercover cops was out in the parking lot, like ready to pounce. So true story. That's, like, uh, people don't often understand the, 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 the pain that comes <laughs> yeah. with a, with so a how many, birthday. How many but yeah, bur- I will be almost 34. How many, bur- oh, 34. Okay. Oh, man, you're old. Yes. Um, how many, um, birthdays have you had um what is it divided by four what's the oh gosh i've had eight i've had eight yeah uh eight birthdays i am 34 years old but i've had eight birthdays oh i love it and i'll tell you when one of those birthdays comes around i I, i'm like uh you know a medieval king with like the week-long celebration (laughs) the whole nine yards and uh, mark are you one of those people that takes your birthday off of work no i okay yeah I'm taking my birthday off, my, my the March 1st, my fake birthday off, but it's not because I take my birth. I've been made fun of at work about this. Like, oh, what kind of an idiot takes his own birthday off? Well, my wife and I are going to a hockey game. We're going to a Stars game that night. So, But, like, I've been – I've caught a lot of grief over huh. that, like uh, taking a vacation day on my own birthday. Yeah. And I just – I don't know what the deal is with my, that. Uh, my philosophy on birthdays is really – like if no one said happy birthday to me on my birthday, I, I would be totally fine with that. Like to yeah. me, it's you. A birthday should be Mother's Day, like your Mother's Day. Because what did you do on your birthday? Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Like I your just, mother I, I, did an amazing I, thing. I, I, I ruined. I ruined my mother and father's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the least I could do is like get them a card instead of yes. like expect a, something from them. Like it seems so backward to me. Well, and like uh, I'm a real testament to that because on Facebook, because February 29th doesn't exist, it doesn't pop up that today is Rick Bentley's birthday. So I don't get any Facebook. Oh. Like, <laughs> I don't get like the 4,000 like. Happy birthday, man! Yeah. Like on my page. Well, which, I, I everyone, if ugh. you listen to this on March or on March first, send somehow reach no, out to Rick on do Facebook. Not. I have taken a principled stand on the Facebook uh, birthday wish. Yeah. I won't do it. I won't do it for anybody. Yeah. I won't even do it for my own wife because I'm like, that's so you know, twenty first century lack of personalization. Yes. So if there's somebody like you that I'm actually legitimately real friends with because I'm Facebook friends with like five hundred people and I really only like about 20 or 30 of them i will actually see them face to face or call them and say hey man happy birthday yeah, bro I, I i agree i'm not a huge facebook birthday fan that to me that's cheating and i like i yes, love it is totally cheating yeah. there's no effort to do that yeah i love remembering birthdays and like my friends birthdays my friends like parents birthdays my friends kids birthdays and so i have a calendar where i go through every year and and trans you know like trans what's the Transcribe, transcribe, no, it's like transition or move over, transpose, transpose, like all of the birthdays that I want to remember onto like an actual calendar. And then every few days I check the calendar and and I've got, you know, maybe 10 or 12 birthdays a month that I've got on here (laughs) over the years. And I have, I buy birthday cards in bulk and I send birthday cards to people. Okay. For people who don't actually aren't like real life acquainted with you, that is the most Mark Rogers thing of yeah. all time. <laughs> like taking like uh, extreme detail to such an extraordinary level of like <laughs> purchasing an actual paper calendar and like painstakingly, you know, looking like uh, one of those from a documentary, like when they show like 
back in the olden times, like uh, all the priests transcribing the Bible yes, by hand. That's me. Before the printing press. Cards. That's what I imagine of you in your office doing this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the opposite. I don't know anybody's birthday. The only way that I know my kids' birthdays, and this is God, this is uh, the Lord really looking out for me here. My, they're uh, March fourth and May sixth. <sighs> I was gonna so say, I was gonna tell everyone your kids' birthdays, but never it's mind. Three, four, five, six. Oh. That's the only way that I can remember it. If they weren't like laid out perfectly like that, that's uh, great. man. Good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. That's funny. Okay, well, I don't know how we got off on, on birthdays. Neither but, do uh, I. Let's, uh, yeah, that's very humans, humans being humans. So uh, we all remember our good friend Squatchy, Christopher Williams from last week, and he had a really funny story. Uh, and I love how, it, I, I think at the, at the beginning of this, I think I left it in, um, he says, when we're trying to figure out a story, he goes, can I use, can I say the word cock? And, and, I, and I was like, oh, okay, let's go. This is the story you're telling. And it, it's not at all what you think. It's really a kind of a funny story, just a, a big misunderstanding. Uh, and so here is Squatchy telling the, uh, the cock story. <laughs> Uh, what is I have a funny story about my fiance too. Oh yeah, gonna, about yeah. the uh, the uh, the cock. Yeah, story. no, okay, a story about a fiance and the word cock. Please, uh, you have to tell that story now. I'll I'll tell that because it's a it's a pretty good one. Um, okay. So, uh, my fiance started off eating the Weston A Price thing. Oh yeah. And, uh, she was she was already used to eating you know a little bit healthier or anything. But we started eating paleo, um, when she got together with me, and I had been making her different, uh, you know, different dishes and using different cuts of meat. And she was eating some things that, you know, she wasn't used to eating, and even you know tried some of the organ meats and different things. And I uh, one day we got pork hocks, and um, for those of you who aren't familiar with a with a pork hock, it's the you know, lower part of the the leg with the with the bone in the middle that has like marrow in it, and um, it's a uh, it's got meat with a with a bigger layer of like fat and skin on the outside. And I had I had cooked them, and you know she liked them. She was like, "Oh my god, those were so good!" She's like, "I'm gonna have to tell people about those." And she didn't she didn't hear what I was saying quite right. Yeah, and pork. I, I hear you're going pork hock. Yeah, right, pork yeah. hock. Yeah, <laughs> and thought I had said. Pork cocks. <laughs> so, and, and, and apparently didn't think anything about it. So she's at work telling telling her friends and even calls her mom and is telling her like, oh yeah, Christopher made these pork these pork cocks for us last night. Like they were great. Oh god, they were incredible. So juicy and good. And she told me she told me that and I was like, I said, I said, wait, wait a second. What did you say? And she said, Oh, you know, pork cocks. That's what we ate, right? And I was like, I was like, no, baby. It's like it's pork hocks. I was like, you, you don't, you do not want to be telling people. <laughs> she was like, oh my god. You're like, and, and for one thing, like you, you misinterpreted, which is okay. The the second thing is, you actually think that I would cook pork cock for you, like what <laughs> yeah, kind of a she, fiance? She, she, she didn't. She didn't actually think it was the it was the penis of a uh, of a pig. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 just didn't know what that. Oh, was. okay. She just thought maybe the cock was like the cut of meat that was like you know under the arm or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she 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 didn't know what that meant. She didn't. Okay. She didn't actually think it was the the actual the, penis of the pig. The pig yeah. penis. <laughs> you guys are really taking this organ meat thing to a next level, honey. <laughs> when are we gonna yeah. have cow cock? Hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, I, that's that's one organ meat I haven't had yet. Yes, yes. Which and <laughs> I I have also not intentionally had the the cow uh, wiener as or as the as we say in this house with uh, the two girls, uh, small girls in this house, which call that a Jonah. Well, which weird. we have no idea why they do that or but we have they have a little brother he's three months old and they call it his jonah and we're trying to be like where did you why do you call it that and the only thing i can think of is like jonah and the whale and uh, like in bible class or something i don't know <laughs> yeah so figure that one out uh world <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, Squatchy, uh, thank you for uh, appearing uh, on the Humans Being Human segment and letting us uh, in on your great story about pork cocks. And uh, hopefully no one out there will hear this and like the last part of it is cut off. You know, like they, they, they walk into a meeting and don't listen to the end of the story and they go ask the butcher for any pork cocks that they can try because <laughs> Squatchy said that they were great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my friend Squatchy recommended them. Yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I sure appreciate it. And uh, for, for Rick and myself, we, we thank you and hope to talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. So as you can see, pork hock, pork hock, well, you know that is completely a harmless thing, but the poor the poor girl and her uh, misunderstanding uh, leading to some embarrassing moments. So uh, we will come coming back. Uh, Evan Brand actually told a pretty funny uh, uh, poop in poop in your pants story that we that we'll probably share in the coming weeks. Um, and uh, of course, and so speaking of the coming weeks, um, we will have uh, next show, which will be on the. 7th of March, we are scheduled to have the great David King of David King Fitness out of Austin. Uh, and then, awesome. and then actually, I'm going to be in the Austin area the week after that on a week long outdoor survival training course, which I've mentioned on the podcast before. So, man, we, I would love to do that with you at some point. Yeah. So, I'm super pumped about it. The, the, the one bad thing about it is that I'm going to be away from my family for like nine days. Oh, um, it's that long? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's there's, I, I'm doing, you can either do like, like the one session, which is like four days, or you can do like the full thing, which is the full. I'm now like imagining you like day two sitting <laughs> naked somewhere, like on, like in on the, the highway, covered <laughs> in bee stings, yeah. and you're just like, <sighs> my lips are all chapped, and like I've, I'm just laying there, like waiting to die. <laughs> <laughs> So that reminds me to say, yeah. Mark, please don't die. Yeah, and it's like, and I'm, there's a like convenience store less than a mile away. Yeah, or like, like that. that episode of Saturday Night Live where like Will Ferrell's the news anchor and the <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the the Lord of the Lord of the Flies out and they yeah. like go into full Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Like I can see you like that too. <laughs> oh, that that is brilliant. I don't know how that didn't make his like the greatest Will, of Will Ferrell CD DVDs, but. Anyway, um, okay, so that's so we won't have a show on the twenty first, and then we're coming back. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we are scheduled to interview Abel James the week. If you don't die, if I don't die, uh, day two of the outdoor survival training course. So that'll be on the twenty eighth, and then we'll we'll just keep rolling along. So that's what's coming up. Um, it is now time for the simply human tip of the week. It's something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human. And you know, we always ask people, or all except for two people, what they enjoy about life, or one thing that they they do to make life more enjoyable. And we feel like we're we're going to share that uh, question, answer that question for you today. And I tell you, mine is you know, anytime I have a free moment, I 
you know, other like if I need sleep, obviously I will try to sleep. But if I don't need sleep, which isn't very often because I try to get good sleep at night, I will try to read a book or learn something or watch a TED talk or, uh, you know, just try to find, learn something. I, I, I like learning things. And so that's, that's one thing that I do uh, to enjoy my day. Rick? Mine, mine isn't quite as, uh, you know, nerdy. Here's one, <laughs> here's one item that I do. I just, I have had the benefit of working a schedule where I, I don't work five days a week. I work three or possibly four days a week. So I get a lot of time in my house. So I, I just try to hang out with my, my, my wife and kids. It's, that's a very, I know that's a very like lame sounding like, Oh, there's not one thing that you do, but that, you know, that's, if I'm not working, you can find me with my family because, yeah. you know, I, I, I pick up my kid from school, my oldest son from kindergarten every day, uh, except for Tuesdays. So those are just you know, things that I try to do to keep myself, you know, I, I think it helps with your mental sanity, uh, being around people that you know are concerned about you. But I think also, you know, it just kind of helps to keep you centered more than anything else is you know, showing your kids that you care about them, showing your wife that you care about her by being there, by your actual presence being there. So that's, you know, what I, what I try to do. So if I'm not working either, you know, there's only one other place you can find me and that's here. Yeah. And speaking of you, you, this isn't apply to you since you don't have daughters, but as something that I've read over and over in all the books that I'm, I'm reading, basically the books like how to not screw up a little girl, (laughs) Uh, how to keep your daughter off the pole. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's basically like kind of what you said, just be there. You don't have to do anything crazy. You don't have to do something super creative. Just like one, one uh, Saturday morning, one of my daughters woke up early and we just did a puzzle and I don't think we said two words to each other the whole time we made this puzzle, but it's just being there. So there's a tip for dads with daughters, just be around a lot. And that will, well, I think that works for dads with sons too. Like, nope, it doesn't. You, know, it you, doesn't. you can't substitute <laughs> physical presence. Right, right. And I know, understand that there's people out there, you know, you're uh, all those wall street, uh, all wall street jerks that listen to us. Like, uh, you know, they're working for 15 hour days, you know, six days a week. I understand there's some jobs that are time consuming like that, but you can't substitute anything for phys- for actual physical presence. So, right. you know, being there for your kids, that's kind of my theory is, you know, they yeah. need to see me as much as they can, especially since I work and I work in the middle of the night. So, yeah. So our simply human tip of the week started out as we're sharing what we enjoy about life and it actually turned into spend time with your family. Oh, see that works. That's pretty good. That's a good yeah. I like well, that. and you just, I think overall my philosophy on the, you know, being simply human is do things that are enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of them. That's one of the things that I like to do. So it's, it it contributes to lower stress level. So there we are. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess, uh, that's going to do it. So thanks for listening to this edition of the simply human podcast. We already talked about, uh, next show episode 23, uh, will be dedicated to the great Michael Jordan. And, uh, we will have David King of David King fitness, and uh, so t- stay tuned for that. I think we can dedicate it to the former Mavericks great Tim Legler, who Ooh. also wore number 23. Oh, who else wore 23 for the Mavericks? There was someone else. Oh, uh, we're okay. We need to stop. I, okay. Well, just real quick, I have to tell you this. Mark McGuire has a daughter, yes. and she just signed to play basketball for the school that I work for. So I'm going to, like, see Mark McGuire. And is, you are going to nerd him yeah. nonstop. Yes, yes. Anyway. So, hey, yeah. great decision there. <laughs> yeah, he had no idea what he was doing. All right, yeah. you, you can find us online at simplehumanlifestyle.com. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at SimplyHuman52. Thanks for listening. Obviously, we know there's a lot of uh, options out there. Thanks for making us part of your uh, selections of things that you spend time doing. Uh, really appreciate it. You can email us at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, good or bad. We have five right now. and Actually, six. I think somebody just gave us a, a, a four or five star rating and didn't leave us any text, which is fine, but we'd like to hear from you. And uh, any feedback that you give us, chances are we will do, uh, since we don't get a whole lot. So... I can't wait for the first odd request on that. I know. We're going to have to like, okay, this is from Charlie oh, in, Charlie in Florida. I'm to hit myself in the face <laughs> of the frying pan on air, so, oh, here you go. <laughs> Dong. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember... I have a funny story about my fiancé, too. Oh, yeah. Gonna, about yeah. the... Uh, the... Uh, the cock. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.